Welcome, 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 one and all, to a brand new live edition of the Extra Point. Yost, Mr. P.O. Coulter is in the house. Got two heavy hitters on board with me today, joining the hot seat to talk some sports. In the middle chair, we have Miss Tasha T. Sizzle, all the way from the DR. How you doing today? Good. Oh, wait a minute. Before you even introduce Brandon, Brandon, shall I divulge the conversation that you and I had about a certain thing in the DR? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Paul, he had no idea that I was in the Dominican Republic. Oh, wow. Really? And I told him, I said, he says it every show. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? In his defense, I do say international sports correspondent. I really don't say which island. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, she's Gilligan that got off the island. So really. <laughs> One of these days, we'll get that passport stamp and do one live from over there. Saying what's up to Miss Denise. Denise shouts out, good morning and hello to you. Speaking of Miss Denise, Denise, but before we do, Tasha, will you please introduce the guy since since she already done, done told him he didn't know where you lived? It's our young Padawan, the young boomer sooner himself, one Mr. Brandon Lewis, straight out yes. of Fort Worth, living in Norman now, trying to get his education thing going. Yes, yes. It it's, good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back. You know, I've been busy the last two weeks, um, but football, you know, um, with the Cotton Bowl. And then last week, um, we had a little taste of Fort Worth and Norman last weekend. So it was just amazing. But I'm glad to be back. Um, people were raving about the show. So I said, I have to come back this week. We got to get it started. We got to keep, yes. going. you know, we're all for each other. We're a team. We're helping one another, you know. You know what? This guy is wise beyond his years. Sometimes you may think that he would be our babysitter and, and, and we're much years to his elder. We are very, very proud of this young man. Very, very happy to have him on the show this week. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, but before we do, Miss Tasha T. Sissel, our show is sponsored by. May Jane's Coffee. That's M-A-E-J-A-N-E-S coffee.com. You can get your Colombian, your Honduran, and your Brazilian blend coffee, fresh ground or not, by my beautiful daughter, Denise Denise. Please, please, everyone out there, please support her, even if you don't drink coffee. Buy a bag for someone who does drink coffee. And she also has K-Cups. And you can yes, also I use the you can use the code extra one for a discount and she also has she's saying i'd say it wrong i cannot remember it's syrups so you can get you a hazelnut you can get you a pumpkin spice you can get you a vanilla you can get you any type of like flavor that you want to add to your coffee if you don't like plain black coffee Right on. And, it, and ladies and gentlemen, this will make an excellent holiday gift. If you're like me and you have family kind of scattered all over the country, hey, just log on to MayJames.com. Go ahead and place that order. Use the promo code EXTRA1 that we have posted up right there. And give one of your fellow coffee drinking family or friends. The gift is going to keep on giving. I got my cup right here. I can't start a day or a Saturday without it. And we're about to get to it. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing before we do. It is October. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And here at the Extra Point, we do um, want to show love and respect to all of those who are battling the biggest fight of their life. If you want to join the Extra Point um, in uh, battling 
breast cancer awareness, you can use the hashtag Step Step Strong and Woods Realty One Year. We'll put that in the comment section. Just post a picture of yourself on Facebook wearing some pink. Use those two hashtags, and uh, there will be raising money. There you go to go to some notable women who are battling breast cancer. So we got love for you. We see you, and um, we are praying for you. Now, let's get started. And I want to do this right off the rip since I got on my flaming tea right here. Last Monday night, if, if you was maybe working, sitting out a warrant down at the county jail, whatever you were doing, and you missed it, you missed Derrick Henry put on once again another classic Hall of Fame type performance, 143 yards rushing, three rushing touchdowns against the top scoring defense and the top rushing defense in the league in the Buffalo Bills. The man right now, he has 783 yards rushing. Can I interest you in a couple of eye-popping stats? Number one, he has more yards after contact than the second leading rusher in the league in Nick Chubb. So he has more yards after contact than Nick Chubb has, period. He also has more rushing yards than 26 other teams in the NFL right now. 26 other teams. This is just mind-boggling. So my question to you, let's start with you, Brandon, since you've been out for a couple of weeks. Is Derrick Henry the best player in the NFL right now? Yes. Yes. The dude, like, I saw an interesting stat when I was watching the game. I think they said that 71-yard scamper um, for the touchdown run, that was 21.7 miles per hour. Like, that's amazing. Like, that's insane how they're doing stats now. The Um, fastest in the league so far. Yes, and look how big he is. Like, you're like, what is he doing? A guy that big running that fast. But, yeah, I think he is, you know. Um, and he, I feel like he's getting the respect that he needs now because everybody was always talking about um, Christian McCaffrey. But yes. I don't see Derrick Henry being out for injury, you know. So I, I think he's unanimous. I think he's unanimous. T. Sissel. How about you? Derrick Henry, the best player in the NFL. Now, you always say that I hate the Titans. I do not <laughs> hate I do not she hate does, the Brandon. She I does. Do, I do not hate the Titans. Derrick Henry's a beast. I, it's, I just got to put it out there. And I was watching the show earlier this week, and someone asked, you know, who do you think the MVP is? And I think the, the, well, the person said it was Trayvon Diggs. Okay, yeah, Trayvon Diggs is out there. That's the cornerback from um, for Dallas who played at Bama. You know, he, yeah, he's out there balling. He is. Derrick Henry is performing above and beyond everyone else in the league this season at this point. And the reason why he's not getting the notoriety, as Brandon just said, uh, Brandon, you said something about him not being home. It's because he's playing in Nashville. Imagine if he was on in Dallas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it would it right. would be hand it would be hands down who the MVP or the, the most, you know, the best player in the NFL is this season. But Derrick Henry has been the best player for a minute and even yes. on his own team. And when you said this, it's fun because I I saw something and I meant to a screenshot to send it to you, but I forgot. They want to keep giving Tanny Hill off credit. Tanny Hill and Henry has signed for the same amount of years. Tannehill is getting $140 million to Derrick Henry's $40 million. Yeah. Make it now, make that sense. might change. 
uh, depending on how this season ends. And and also, if you follow the Titans, what makes this even more remarkable is the fact that A.J. Brown and um, who's my boy? Jones, Julio Jones right here that I'm wearing today. They have been in and out of the lineup, mostly out of the lineup the entire season. And the offensive line for the Tennessee Titans is one of the worst they've had in years, giving up a record number of sacks. So he's doing this behind a patch shift, a makeshift patched up um, offensive line, and he's doing it. He's matchup proof. Mm-hmm. It could be the Bengals. It could be the Jaguars. Hell, bring on the Buffalo Bills. He's going to run right through them. And he can single-handedly take over a game himself. If you kick field goals against the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry will eventually run you down. As Seattle, as Buffalo last week. Mm-hmm. But let, let's expand this conversation just for a second. We all know that traditionally, unless you're Adrian Peterson coming off a, a ACL injury and a record <laughs> return in six, six months, running backs don't usually get the MVP. So my no. question to you, uh, Tasha, what would, what would Derrick Henry need to do stat-wise or the Tennessee Titans need to do record-wise for him to actually be an MVP? Because it usually goes to a quarterback. It's, it's not he has to do because he has done enough basically the last two years to, you know, to people and, and let people know, hey, I'm here. What it's going to take for him to win the MVP is for all these quarterbacks to come up lane. All these quarterbacks Ooh. are going to have to, because, you know, they're talking about Kyler Murray. Yes, the uh, Cardinals are under. He's well-deserving. He's well-deserving. Yes, he's well he's well-deserving. But he's not the only one that's making that team. Derrick Henry is carrying the Titans on his back as he has the past two seasons. He's just everybody on there while giving a stiff arm. He he's he's doing it all. But yes. you know they love you know they'll try to give it to Aaron Rodgers. They'll try to give it right. They'll they'll try to give it to Kyler Murray just because of the position that they play. Right, right. So, so we know that the running back has to do something extraordinary to 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 kind it's of take on even, that title. It's not even what the running back has to do or is doing. A quarterback has to pull up lane. A quarterback has to fall off completely or get injured in order for, I think, for him to get it. That's unfortunate, Tasha, but very, it very is. true. Brandon, what number would he need to put out there? For you to say, wow, that's an MVP performance, given the Kyler Murray's, given the, how Tom Brady's playing, given how Aaron Rodgers is playing, given how Josh Allen is playing, those type of quarterbacks. What would he need to do to usurp them to win the MVP this year? 2,500? 2,000? Another 2,000 yards? What do you think? Yeah, probably got to go eclipse uh, the 2,000 mark. Um, but yeah. like Tasha said, um, it's sad to say, it. We, all the quarterbacks have to do horrible. They will have to do horrible Um because, I mean, what else can you do as a running back? Um, the longevity of a running back is always is already short. Right. So what else can he do? Um, I mean, because, like, kind of to piggyback on that, they brought in Julio Jones. And, I mean, Julio Jones kind of been quiet this season. Yes. So, um, you know, he's had a hit-and-miss game. Um, he was playing on Monday, and this, you know, he was injured, um, out for the rest of the game. Right. Um, you had Mr. A.J. Brown, who um, was dealing with um, – Stomach bug, right? Uh, food poisoning, you know. Right. And then all of a sudden, he just played lights out in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, what else can you do? Um, right. for Derek? I mean, as a running back, you can only do so much. Um, he's getting out there on the screens, you know, being a re- uh, receiving back as well, power back, speed back. I mean, he complements all those things that you would love to see in a mm-hmm. running back. Um, you know, more or less, when he was at Bama, he was more of a power back. 
Right. Um, but now he's have brought his game to another level, and he's all three now. So, I mean, pretty much the only thing I can really say about that is just 2,500. And, you know, Ooh. the other running – I mean, the other quarterbacks um, fall off. It's kind of hard, you know what I mean? Right. You think right. that Henry got them the stallion knees? Because they're <laughs> Hey, if, if there's one person that I wouldn't bet against being able to put up 2,500 in a 17-game season the way he started now, he might be at 1,000 yards after he plays Kansas City's poorest defense this Sunday. Um, so we'll see. But I'm glad you all brought up declining quarterbacks. So quarterbacks will have to take a step back because you just segued me into my next topic here. And what's going on, Derek Davis, Ray Ladd? Thank you all for joining the show. Make sure y'all get some A. James coffee while y'all are at it. Baker Mayfield. Now, we have our uh, we have somebody on the inside for this conversation because we have a boomer sooner here, and I'm curious to see what his what his thoughts are going to be on this. Baker Mayfield, last season was his breakout year. He got Cleveland stabilized as an organization for the first time in like two decades. They won a playoff game on the road at Pittsburgh, who started 11-0. He was playing lights out. He was managing the game within what Kevin Stefanski wanted to do. But this year, he doesn't look the same. And he's going into a contract year next year. They can either pick up his fifth-year option or let him walk as a free agent. He's 19th in the league in passing right now. Now he's injured with a separated shoulder. He didn't play Thursday, and Case Keenum came in. And the offense really didn't look any different, even without Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt playing. So my question to you, and we're going to start with you, Brandon, Mr. Boomer Sooner. Is the number one overall pick going to get a, a record extension? Or do you even think, first of all, he's a franchise quarterback? Well, I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, i never really been sold for a fan of Baker Mayfield. Now, I'm not going to discredit the man. Um, he was – you know, in the backyard of the Texas Longhorns, he didn't get offered. I um, end on end up walking on at Texas Tech, and then walking on here at um, when he transferred at OU. Um, he he had an amazing college career. Um, after all the things he went through just to get to, you know, being right. a high trophy winner. Right. Um. Now I wouldn't discredit him. Um. I wouldn't say he's a franchise quarterback, but he's a good starter in the NFL currently. Um. But, I mean, I just feel like he had to prove more um, in order to get that franchise money. You know, he had to go out and win an MVP, definitely. Because um, you already see Lamar Jackson already won one. Patrick Mahomes already won one. Um, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Baker played one of the best games in college football. Yeah. I mean, it was no defense, but they put up some points, you know. Yeah, that was a five-hour game with all those touchdowns and timeouts. Right. <laughs> but – I feel like he has more to prove. Um, he's, I'm not, like I said, I'm not discrediting him um, because I'm not a fan of him. He's a good quarterback, but to me, he's not at MVP caliber quarterback play yet. Um, I feel like he has more um, to develop on um, and more work to do. So I'll probably give him another year or two um, and see if he prove it then. Then if not, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't say he'll make, you know, as a franchise quarterback. Okay, so T. Sizzle, pick it up where Brandon just left off. He said he'd give him another year or two. You only got one more year left on the contract if they pick up the the fifth-year option to have him kind of play out the string like Marcus Mariota had to do in Tennessee. Tasha, right now where we stand, he's injured. We're not sure how long he's been out. He'll be out. They're thinking that he may be back for Pittsburgh next week. But you won with Case Keenum, a solid game-management veteran backup. He's nothing to smile at. But how much, how far in your pocket would you dig – to keep Baker Mayfield in Cleveland? 
Not at all. I'm not gonna dig deep, and I'm just gonna go. You know the little pocket on your jeans where you put your little coin and a little bit of small pocket. <laughs> and I'm digging in it now. Where well, you can just take your finger and just do it like that. That's what. Right, scrape that little quarter out. <laughs> right. And I don't know why they keep trying to fake the funk. He has more than separated shoulder. He has a torn labrum. Even though it's on his non-throwing shoulder, if you're running. Like, I have a bad back, and I had back surgery. I don't walk on my back, but sometimes if I run too much or hit the ground, it jars my back. There's no way he's going to play against Pittsburgh. Uh, you need to just let Case Keenum, you know, play as long as he can and just see what Baker's going to give you next year. But I wouldn't extend his contract. I mean, I would, but I wouldn't give him all that money. All that money. Because he's not... Put it this way: He's a franchise quarterback because that's all they have. Is, but it, is, is he the new Marcus Mariota? Because I found Tennessee in a similar situation where they had a quarterback they could win with, with the right pieces around them, a good run game, a good defense, some weapons on the outside. But he wasn't the guy that you thought could get you to a Super Bowl, or that had a he had a, a ceiling on him that wasn't very high. And right. Tennessee extended him, gave him one last chance, and then decided to let him. Just basically walk for nothing. Do you find? Do you think that um, Cleveland will let him walk as well? I think in the future because they have pieces around him. I mean, but they're hurt. Landry is Maybe. hurt. And OBJ's looking like boo boo. Oh, Get him out of Cleveland. OB, OBJ is pretty much like y'all want to talk all that mess about me, and y'all saying y'all really didn't want me here. Well, guess what? I don't want to be here either. Uh, he looked bad Thursday. He did. And the thing is, I think had Von Miller not been out, remember he twisted his ankle in like the mm -hmm. front. It would, I think, it would have been a totally different story. I, I, I don't think Cleveland would have won had you had Von Miller out there because he is a game changer, even though he's, he's just a single person. But yeah, he said, I, now, 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 now wait, hold on for a second, Tasha. Wayne Donaldson checked in and said they may be forced to extend him. Do you think that that, that could be and, the case as well? And that's my point, because who else are you going to get? Right. I mean, are You're you not going to have a lot of draft pick to, to, to no. get one of the upper echelon quarterbacks coming and then out of the if draft. You, and then if you do, do you want to risk your franchise on one of these new quarterbacks? When you're you already winning playoff that. games with Baker, right. Uh, uh, Baker's, Baker's not a bad quarterback, but I don't see him as being a franchise star. He made himself into a star with all the commercials and the advertising and things like that. But and the kudos best to him thing, for that. He did. Right. I mean, and you know, my favorite moment of him was when he took that flag and stuck it in the middle of you know where. Yes. Yes. Hey. I was a fan that night. I was a fan. Yes. Hey. I was a fan that night. I, I was a fan night. that night. So, Brandon, <laughs> but, let's put a dollar amount on it. Uh, okay, because in the same draft when he was taking number one, Josh Allen just got a mega deal. Um, Lamar Jackson, who went last in the first round, He's coming up for a huge deal. You know he's going to make over forty million a year. Where is Baker slot in? Twenty million a year, thirty million a year, or dare I say forty million a year? I say about twenty to twenty-five. Would you take that, Tasha? If you're Baker Mayfield, I mean, he can either take that or or take his chances somewhere else. Now you may have a team that is desperate for a quarterback that probably would pick him up, but like maybe a Philly the or Miami. But I don't necessarily really think Philly is desperate for a quarterback. Jalen, it's just a rough go for Jalen. 
Now, Miami, they out there. I mean, they even finna bring up Mr. Massage Parlor himself, you know, in <laughs> because, you know, Tua is not really in and out to, you know, to be what we thought Tua would be. Right, right. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because Cincinnati has come out of nowhere. They look like they're going to be in a fight to the finish. You've got um, a, a tough, tough division. Pittsburgh look like they're climbing out of the doldrums. They're 4 2. Baltimore's won five straight. This is going to be hard to make the wild card when you're losing to all of the teams that you'll be in the wild card race with Kansas City and and and, and uh, all those type of teams. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, also interesting to see is how college football shook out last week. Your boys moved back up, got a little more solidified in that college football playoff. Look at the grin. Look at the <laughs> hey, yes, you know it's it's something. Um... One thing I cannot stand, and I will say this on live broadcast, I cannot stand fake fans, people who are not factual, people who do not do their research. Ooh, you know, you cannot go talking about, you know, oh, you know, um, Spencer Rattler, you know, Caleb Williams. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing. Last weekend, when they announced Caleb Williams was a starting quarterback, I already got the notification, but I just kept quiet. The crowd went loud. And don't get me wrong, um, Caleb Williams is an amazing quarterback. But at the same time, we still have to support Spencer because he is on our roster, regardless mm-hmm. if Caleb Williams is out playing Spencer. You know, to me, that goes back to sportsmanship. We have to still support him regardless of not. He's human. He still has feelings. Um, yes, I'm, I'm a fan of Caleb Williams. He's doing amazing. He's playing a stellar um career so far, you know, just in his young freshman career, not having playing um, football his senior uh, year of high school. Yeah, even more um, impressive. So the future is bright for Norman, but also our offense is doing their job, but we need our defense to step up. I mean, we have a lot of DBs that are out, like Woody Washington, uh, my boy DJ Graham from Fort Worth. Um, he's under concussion protocol right now. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of people that we're missing. We have a freshman um, by the name of Latrell McCutcheon, who's playing stellar, you know. Um, but, I mean, that's my thing, you know. I, I just have to put that out there because that's what a lot of the fan base is doing, booing Spencer. But we still have to, regardless if we don't like them or not, we still have to support mm-hmm. them. Now, now, Brandon, Wayne Donaldson, who's a, a Notre Dame fighting Irish through and through, he says the Sooners <laughs> are brought as usual. Now, you being trolled, welcome to the extra point. Now, you know your family when you start getting trolled. Wayne Donaldson is about his football life. He loves the sport, and he's passionate about it. So let's hear your rebuttal to that. They are not a fraud because of what? I don't think they're a fraud. Like, the only thing we really have to tighten up is our um, our defense. And like one of my friends, Bobby, said, why are we going out getting small DBs when we're going against receivers that are like 6'3"? Like, like uh, Wortham for Texas. Oh, yes. he laid up with that big yes. guy. Yeah. You know, if we can get our secondary, our secondary is the biggest issue. Our special teams is clutch. Gabe Burkett, that is the best kicker to me in the nation. You got an uh, offense that's high power and that's playing totally different football with Caleb Williams stepping in. We have star receivers. We have star running backs. We have a star quarterback. Our offensive line is playing better. It's just our secondary. That is our mm-hmm. biggest issue. And tackling. We cannot tackle for nothing. We go for a tackle. Thing, you know they're out and they're gone. Those mm-hmm. games are entertaining, though. If if you're in the mar- in the market here in the Texas area and your team is playing, 
Turn it on the OU game. You're yeah. going to watch it to the fourth quarter. Now, T-Sizzle, are you sold on what you've seen with the new look with uh, Williams um, under center Oklahoma team? You, you think they'll be able to hold on to a top three spot? No, as Brandon stated, it's – it's a lack of defense, but that's a problem that has been throughout the Big 12 for years. It's their lack of defense. Your mission statement. Right. Log me off. <laughs> the mission. Oh, that was that. No, that's the oh, mission statement. We're going to outscore you. Now, Dwayne that says so that's every year for defense. They've been fixing the defense forever. Texas choked and saved their season. Woo! Right. Now, it's the, it's, has saying. OU and Notre Dame played recently? <laughs> I don't but think o, so. But OU will keep their ranking as long as they win. But when they have to play another team in that championship, look look at what has happened to them in the past when they've been in the – what was it? What year was that they were in the, um, in the championship – and they I got think beat. It was when was with them. They played, um, they, they played uh, Georgia. Georgia. It was because the kicker game, had though. the yeah, because the kicker had the black rim glasses, and I remember that. But that's the, Rodrigo Blankenship. It sure is Rodrigo <laughs> Blankenship. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> but their lack of defense is what's going to end them because you can't go up against a Georgia. You can't go up against a Bama. You can't go against a Ohio. You can't go up against a Michigan without a, a defense. Right. No, he says his Irish are fraud also. He keeps it real. People, they keep it real right here at the extra point yes, because I that is true. They have a huge game against USC today, but no, no, we don't know about Notre Dame. They may end up in the top Right, right. Now, Alabama, it didn't take them very long to, to wiggle their way. I'm going to say weasel. I, we're going to tell the truth today. To weasel themselves with their one loss, have themselves back into the top four, and they are primed in a good position. All they have to do is run the table, beat Georgia. They are in. The, the, the thing about it is if, if Oklahoma runs the table, they are definitely in. If Cincinnati runs the table, it's going to be hard to drop them from two to five. That leaves one team. Uh, no. You don't think so? Mm-mm. You think they'll pull a stunt on Cincy? When when the when those rankings come out, that strength of schedule will drop Cincy to four. And then when it all plays out, when you have Big Ten championships, you have all these other championships, they're gonna leapfrog. A one loss, a one loss Ohio could leapfrog them. A one loss any anybody on that what what uh on the Big Ten East, if they went out. They can leapfrog them. Okay, no, that's a, that, you set up the, the next question perfectly. So, of the, the the six teams remaining in the top ten, if one of those teams fall out, which could be a one loss Georgia, which could be a two loss Alabama if Georgia knocks them off, or Cincinnati if the strength of schedule catches up, because the Big Ten strength of schedule, especially in the East, is about to ramp up with all the big boys playing each other in the mm-hmm. last six weeks. We have sitting at five. We have Ohio State at six. We have mm-hmm. Michigan. At seven, we have PSU. At eight, we have Oklahoma State. At nine, we have Michigan State. At ten, mm-hmm. we have Oregon. Which one of those teams you think has the best chance to take one of those spots from one of those uh, that's holding in the top four right now? And and not to mention the last four, because I pulled it up. The four of them that you mentioned all play each other. 
just like the SEC. Remember how they always say the SEC always knocks each other out? These last right. from Michigan, Ohio, Penn State, and little brother all each other. Michigan plays all of those teams. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, what you got, Brandon? Um, we've been talking about Cincinnati so much, but we're forgetting the Dallas area team in SMU. They're number one in the conference right now. And they do play Cincinnati. Cincinnati is not up woods yet, and SMU looked great Thursday night. SMU, even if they beat SMU, SMU is currently 21. They're not strong enough to boot Cincinnati over these one-loss teams that are staying five through ten. Well, what I'm saying is, as far as with um, Cincinnati, um, if they end up playing each other, and they lose, they're done. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's all they're waiting for. They're chopping Cincinnati. at the bit. Yes. They SMU is good. a good team. They're seven and zero, and they have an OU former quarterback leading them with Tanner Mordecai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mordecai is a monster. Yeah. It, like mm-hmm. I got a chance to see some of that game before Thursday night football uh, on Thursday on ESPN. SMU got an offense now. They got a squad. They can give Cincy some problems. But Wayne, like Wayne said. Since he did go into South Bend and knock off a top ten rated Notre Dame in convincing fashion, so but like what she said, I wasn't, I was sold on Notre Dame this season. Not simply because I just hate them, but I just well, didn't think Notre them, Dame. <laughs> but you know, I just you know because they they scared, you know they scared and whatnot. You know they want to end the series and whatnot. But hey, I digress. Right, but right. I mean, they want to one of the Michigan Wolverine Pauls. We get it. <laughs> No, okay, so Brandon, let me go here with you with this one. We have two high profile gigs that are gonna be open this this uh this spring. We got USC who fired um their coach Helton earlier in the season, and now we have LSU that just announced that Coach O will not be back for another season. And if this wasn't the morning show, if this was after dark, I'll tell you what O stood for for Coach O. But coach <laughs> but Coach O is out at LSU. My question to you, Brandon. You're the, the you're the top candidate assistant coach in college football, and you've got interviews with both programs. Which school is the better job? Well, before I answer that, before I answer that, I will have to say they're both team, both colleges that's always in trouble with something. <laughs> always. Good point. Good point. Always, but um, if it was me, I'll probably have to take the LSU job. LSU, huh? I probably will have to take the LSU job, you know, um, because I don't, feel, I don't feel like they're in so much shambles. They just came off a national championship. USC is not close to them, as close as LSU to a national championship, you know. So I will say, if I want to come in and you know apply for a job, it'll be LSU. T. Sizzle, you're the top assistant coach in all of college football. You've got offers pouring in from everywhere, like a high school recruit. Which is a better program, out in La La with in the, with USC or in Baton Rouge with LSU? Now I thought about this. My answer is easy, but when when you first sent me this question, I had to go back. Have you guys really, really thought about the greatness of USC? Have you ever really sat back? And, and and so when you sent me that last night, this was probably actually it was like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> they had 
one of my personal favorites. One, Mr. Ronnie Lott. Yes. Mr. Pittsburgh, Mr. Pittsburgh Steeler, Lynn Swan. They gave you yes. Keyshawn Johnson. They gave us yes. the juice. They gave us Marcus yes. Allen. They even gave us Rodney Pete. And not to mention, with, with all his crown and glory, one Mr. Troy Palomalu. Yes. They even yes. gave Let's us Frank history. Gifford. They even gave us Frank Gifford, which I did not know. Frank Gifford went to USC. USC has all of these Hall of Famers. They have all of these championships. But I wouldn't take that job for nothing. Really? So you don't walk us all the way down the aisle and just left us there with the with the best man and the pastor? But that's what I'm saying. The only person that I can remember from LSU, and I knew this even before, is Y.A. Tittle, and that's because he was a 49er quarterback back in the day. So I, that's the only person that I really know of fame because LSU didn't come into prominence until, what, like the late 1990s, early 2000s? Remember Jerry the Nick Saban era? No, well, Jordan kind of got him on there because I remember when they beat Florida right after Florida had won that national championship because I had the sports and they were on the cover. That's the only reason I remember that. So Jerry DiNardo, remember who used to coach at Vanderbilt, had yes. kind of put LSU, brought him back to prominence. And then when uh, Saban came and they won that championship in 2003, it was all about LSU. Because before that, no one was talking about LSU. And uh, now, like you know... No, no, go ahead and finish your thought. But I would take the LSU job simply because it's easy to recruit to LSU. You're and it's right with talent. Right. It's, it, L, them Louisiana boys, come on. If you, if you, if you hey, don't go look, out of the state. That's one of them barefoot uh, uh, running states right there. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yes. The kids you grew up running barefoot the, down the street. Right. Now, you don't off, even go out of state to recruit to go to LSU. It's the it's the easier job, and they have the better opportunity to win. But like you said, that Brandon said they're both wrought with scandal every time you turn around. And their scandals are kind of like with the, with the same thing. Wasn't that the school where the one guy jumped out of the window and broke his leg and said he was trying to save his sister or somebody, but he was caught up in an entanglement? <laughs> now, first off, Cindy Clark says, "Why every time she log on here, we talking crap about one of her teams?" Um, we love you, Cindy. Shouts out to West Nashville. <laughs> hey, stick around. We'll talk crap about a team that you don't like, I'm sure. Um, now, I tend to agree with Wayne on this. He said USC is the best job. A week of conference and being in L.A., LSU will be a tough job. With the See, I agree with that because of two words. Nick Saban. I don't want no parts of his division. Not right now. Get, but send me the la let me so, know about Dan Lala. And Ellie has some Who's been the top in the Pac 12 for the last few years? Who, who have we been talking about? Oregon. Thank you. And before Stanford started falling off the hinges, Stanford. No one was talking about SC. It's not, it's not that easy to win in that Pac 12 as you might think. You got Arizona State that's been out here balling. It's not that easy to win in USC. And then who's watching USC? Especially, you know, I'm not on the time zone here. When 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 the time flips back, those games don't come. It's gonna be one o'clock in the morning here. I'm not gonna well, watch you live that. in Bucharest. <laughs> but the thing about it, USC, like the thing about it is, to me, USC is like another Texas. The donors run that school. Yeah. So if you ain't doing nothing by LSU, you have more of a comfort zone. Yes, yes. you might be in the toughest uh, conference in college football, 
but you have more time to work. You know, right. it's that that's more it's more to that story with Coach O and LSU. USC, oh, you know, no, I, what you're supposed to do, you messed up. That's a great point. I mean, the, the, the donors there do run things at LSU, I mean at USC, and you only get a half a season to prove yourself. That's why they've gone through a carousel of coaches that they have. But now, also, you, USC is in the hood. USC is not UCLA. U, UCLA is, is Westwood. You know, Did right. you call USC Fisk? No, it, it, it is. It is USC because my friend is a nurse and, 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 um, in California. And that's why she, she if she worked at like close to USC, they would finish paying off her nursing debt. Ooh, wait a minute. Bloodline with the jab. USC was relevant when Reggie Bush played. Oh, that was many moments ago. Okay, and, and you think about I left off Reggie Bush. I left off Matt Liner. I left off Carl. Look at all You left off Lindell White. He was a Tennessee Titan that guy. Lindell White behind, played behind Reggie Bush. You know, okay, but look, USC is a harder, is a harder job. I'm gonna give you two credit. When I wrote that, I, I, I was all the way uh, USC, and I thought y'all was on board. You all made some compelling cases for LSU. I was thinking, damn, I got Auburn every year. I got Georgia every year, Alabama every year, Mississippi State or Ole Miss. They switched, they switched years on being uh, elite. You know, one, you know, they just one of them will be good enough to beat you. Ah, now, now, Langston, does L- LA even care about USC anymore? Is the support Snoop. there? Snoop Y'all don't beat me down with this one. Wait, yeah, and I need some help. <laughs> you know, um, it, you might have like the Auburns, the Alabamas, and all that stuff. But my thing is, if I'm going into a job, and this is how I am now, even with the job micromanaging, why do you won't have donors behind, on, breathing behind your neck, telling you, oh, you know, if you don't do this, then you know you're out of here. You know what, Brandon? You can drop the mic on that one, and we can move on because all of us have been in the in the workforce, and nobody—I don't care who's listening—likes a micromanager. All right, nobody breathing down, messing up my edges when I had to relax, putting steam. <laughs> you, you 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 know it's you on every week. You're on ice. You're trying to walk carefully across, and then you make the wrong move, or you lose to that team that you shouldn't lose to. You, they probably say, "You know what? You got to pack your bags. You got to go. You got to mm-hmm. get out of here." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? Okay, y'all, y'all got me. They, they, they beat me down, Wayne. You, thank you for your for your support, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point, Coach. O two years removed from a championship, and he's out. But, but it's more to that bringing the side chicks to the office, it's and when the players start questioning your commitment, and they trying to go pro, and you don't look like you're trying to get them to go to the league, they start going to the AD. Like AD, look. Coach been missing. We see him over there smelling like the, the cotton club. You know, he's he's on and he yeah, and, he, and he and he and he you know he with his wife and he came up showing blonde hair on the shoulder. We just didn't know. But, but Wayne says right, donors run all big programs and LSU proved that, but I think you have a shorter lease at USC. They hold people to the 2003 team. Like you're supposed to come there and win 23, 24 in a row and a couple of Rose Bowls. They're not that but, talented right now. That's a rebuild but job. But LSU is also a state school. USC is not a state school, if I'm not mistaken. This it's going to be interesting to see. And you would think that the LA, that USC would be able to, with the NIL in in place now, that they'd be able to at least coax some people out there with some good business people, business minded people that can bring some money. And we shall see. Now speaking of LA, y'all are doing a fantastic job with the segways today. I'm loving it. Speaking of LA, y'all. Natasha, I know you were asleep. Brandon, you might not have been asleep. I wish I was asleep. 
I stayed up and watched that monstrosity that is the Los Angeles Lakers in their second game of the season, getting boat ran by Phoenix after they just got ran out the gym by Golden State on Tuesday. Brandon, Tasha, I need y'all look at me and look at me when I'm talking to y'all. They look old, man. They look, look old. You know, look. You know they look old. Oh my God! Yeah. They look old. They look like the young team that came into the to the rec league gym and saw the old cats out there and just finished their night for them. Just ran them out. Now you got AD and 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 uh, the Dwight Howard fighting on the sideline, about to come to blows, looking like Godzilla versus King Kong. Like it's a disaster. Westbrook is a disaster. Y'all, I need y'all to talk me off the ledge because I predicted the king was going to get his fifth ring. No, you mean well, tell what, you what? something I always have said. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a diehard Spurs fan. One thing I can say about the Spurs, they don't go in and bring in stars. They build the stars. LA mm-hmm. had to go get stars in order to win championships. Now, back in the day, it wasn't like that. But now, it's like they're trying to do too much. To win a championship, you can't do too much to win a championship. It's windows that you have you know to what, go you know what, Brandon? You make a great point. But mm-hmm. the thing is, LeBron James is the reason to blame for them not building any new talent. Because look at all those number two picks they gave away. Julius Randle, yep. Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma. They gave away some good young pieces that's balling in the league for other teams right but, now. Brandon, the thing is, those those pieces in L.A. were not working because they were too busy with other things. If you look at it, look at the ones you talk about. Kyle Cooper, what was he doing? Out there in La La Land. Trying to date the model Wendy Harlow. Then you had the ball. You outside his bro, outside of his father. You know all the other stuff. Brother over there in China stealing. The other young brother over there. You know oh, you didn't bring up the, the glasses gate, did you? They had <laughs> so right. They had so he had so you know the baby mama drama. He had so many other distractions that they could not. Everybody could not play under the limelight. It's hard to play in places like L.A., New York, right. even Boston, because of the mystique of Boston. Even right. it's, it's hard to play in places like that. If you're not there to strictly win games, you're not going to survive in those places. Right. Right. And, it's, I mean, you're talking about Westbrook. Westbrook almost had a triple-double last night. He, he, had, he was one rebound short of a triple-double. One rebound short of a triple-double, but the same results as his other teams. They got beat by 20 points. They were down by 30 points at one point. Again, uh, and uh, I'm going to keep my mouth closed because I know we have another segment coming up that I'm going to kind of expound on, on some of those. Wayne, of those uh, Wayne, a reason why I kept that up there because Wayne is segueing for us. I just wanted to throw that out there that the Lakers look like crap, and I don't know how you fix it. I don't know if it's just chemistry. They look old. They well, look like me and my friends out there trying to run. Stars into one place. My right. thing is, if I was a coach, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to have that many stars um, right. on my team. Because right. you're dealing with prima damas, you know, people with trauma. People think they're better than everybody. Egos. Thank you. There you go. Hey, the, the thing is, the proof is in the pudding. He ain't telling nothing but the truth because he got in the booth. I'm just saying, they look horrible last night. The only good thing about that last night was that LeBron had one block, and that's when he was blocking AD from putting them hands on on uh, Dwight Howard. They looked like they was going to come to blows. And um, Denise, Denise, uh, she agrees, too many egos. Now, 
Triple double means nothing. I'm tired of people and this triple double crap. Uh, it doesn't win games. But if it you Russell Westbrook, it that goes on your tombstone. Right, it passes stats. <laughs> Which is selfish. Which, if it's not leading to winning, then what are you even doing it for? I am very concerned about the Lakers. I think they may implode before the season is out. Now, sticking with the NBA and sticking with sticking with AD, the NFL released this all-time top 75 list the other day. I believe it was Thursday. And there were some names on there, T-Sizzle, that you had a problem with, huh? Did I? <laughs> that, that's, that's really, I believe, why Dwight Howard and, and old AD got the fisticuff. Because, like, how the hell he make the list over there? Uh-huh. Come on with it. Come on, come on. I, I think that was a little bent-up frustration. They out there playing or whatever, because their reason for the fight was something totally different. But I believe Dwight Howard had a little something pent up. And the thing is, he didn't make that team simply because people don't like him. The media right. does not like Dwight Howard because there's right. no reason in hell why he shouldn't have been on that team. On that team, right. AD does a not deserve a, right. AD does not deserve a spot on that team. I'm sorry. He does not. And remember, he I even not. told He's you too many games. And remember, I even told you on that 50th list, Scottie Pippen didn't deserve to be on that top 50 list. Bulls Scottie fans, Pippen, that was Tasha that said that Bulls fans don't come at me. Scottie Pippen can ball. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Pip's game. But Pip was not one of the top 50s when they released that list. He should have been added on to this one. Then you left off my man, uh, Vince Carter. Vince Carter was a game changer, not just with his dunks, his spectacular, you know, feet. He was a game changer. And he's been in the league for 80 years. And who else? Let me pull this up. Uh, I don't think uh, Russell Westbrook should have been on that list. If, I don't either. If, I don't either. I don't I think don't Chris either. Chris Paul shouldn't have been on that list. Who else did I have? Well, he's from State Farm, so. I mean, those are, they shouldn't have been on that list. It's a lot of people that, and I, I mean, Giannis is great, Brandon, but it's too, no, that. no, James, it's no way in hell, James I'm sorry, Harden. Brandon, who, who did Brandon say? James Harden. Yeah, James like, Harden was even on the list. How did he make the list over Vince Carter? Over Vince Carter, over Tracy McGrady, like now I'm now I'm not pushing. I'm not, yeah, I'm not pushing so much for McGrady. Maybe but but what, maybe not McGrady. But what about Clay Thompson off the top it's, seventy-five with all them championships? It's too. It's too soon. It's too soon. Wayne says he disagrees. He's top fifty. Is what he no, says. No, not that when they release that list. Pippen was not one of the 50th greatest basketball players. He got in because he played with Jordan. Rodman is a Utah, the top great. That's a game changer. Pippen was not a game changer. Rodman was a game changer. He was. The worm was a game changer. Pippen was not a game changer. Pippen flourished because of Jordan. Now, Brandon, since you and, – and, and this is some good talk. I'm loving this conversation. Brandon – since you're at new school, you you didn't see a lot of these people play like you know, like in their proms. I'm gonna ask you. Let's look forward. Who's playing in the league right now? What young talent do you think will make this list when it goes to the top 100 in, in 25 years? Uh, well, of course, Stephon is already on there. Yeah. Um, I think Clay Thompson. But the thing about it is, what kills him is the injuries. Mm-hmm. Out of sight, out of mind, Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, but a but yet AD is on the team, so make it yeah. make sense. Right. Rant. 
Yeah. Now, now see, y'all, the segue game is so perfect because I was waiting to see if somebody would use one of those buzzwords. John Morant. Now, let's get to it. John Morant. What I have to say about John Morant, he didn't go to a flashy college like everybody else. Murray State. Murray Kansas. State. Exactly. Yes, he was he a would have Wayne. Yes, he would have Wayne. Jordan. Jordan they, keep going, Brandon. I have wait a minute. Because you know? Pippen can be replaced. <laughs> you know, keep going, Brandon. I'm sorry. I had to put that up there because they tried. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, John Morant is the truth. He's the truth. Like, he was already balling at Murray State. And then to translate to the NBA and doing what he's doing now, yes, I definitely think he has been there. And Let's back up real quick. Marvin, because I think Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker should have been Yes, Manu Ginobili wasn't even on that list. I knew Manu off. Exactly. Those, I mean, they might, I wouldn't say they were star players, but they came in and did what they supposed to at the right time. Huh. Game oh, Tony Parker. Does anybody remember 2014 when Tony Parker was unstoppable against the yes. Mighty Heat? Yes. And he yes. woke up that three stars. Yes. Of course. Because that's what they I was thinking. It. I was thinking they left out Mayu Ginobili and Tony Parker. He might have been the biggest snub. Tony Parker might have been the biggest snub. He got four championships, and he was a main contributing starting point guard on those championship teams. A real big three. 2014. Go I mean, back and, and look think, what he did in 2014 against the Miami and, Heat. And then you not think Bob Lanier, is not, Bob Lanier is not even on that list. And Bob Lanier was way better than Pippen. Way better. Now let's let's okay, so let's let's transition because we can woo, we can stay in that pot of stew all day and just let that simmer in the crock pot. All right, let's transition to today's game. And if y'all been, you know, if you've been sitting out because of child support, have been sitting out them tickets. Y'all just not getting out. Welcome back to the Crystal Society. But if, if you missed it, Ben Simmons has reported to Philly, didn't practice, ain't played, already been uh, sent home from practice, already got suspended for the season opener on Wednesday, didn't play yesterday, but he addressed his team and said that he takes accountability for his actions uh, and, and that everybody should be accountable. Then he said he had back tightness. Now – he went Simone Biles on us. And this is what I really want to get into. And we're going to start with you, Brandon. He went mental health that I'm not mentally stable enough right now to play. And I'm going to join y'all at some point. Now, with everything that we know about this situation from the time where he passed up the dunk to Doc Rivers saying, I don't know if I can win with this guy, to Joel Embiid saying that was the, the change of moment of the series when he passed up the shot, to everything that happened in the offseason with him saying he's not going to play to them docking him money, to him showing up to get his money. Do you believe this is a mental health issue, or do you think he's just not going to play for Philly until they move him? No, I don't think this is a mental health issue, because now um, we're getting to the point where everybody's coming out and saying they have mental health issues. Come on, Brandon. Uh, and my thing is, um, you know, we all go through things in life. Um, we, um, But we have to take it with a grain of salt, and we have to keep pushing and moving. Ben Simmons is the. Well, can I use Mrs. Dash? You know, I can't watch my blood pressure. <laughs> ben Simmons is a disease to Philly. And Woo! he got the wrong coach. Hold on, back up. Hold on, back up. Hot take. Hold on, back up. I need you to say that one more again, bro. Ben Simmons is a disease. Woo, a disease. Hey, we coming in hot this morning on the extra point. I might have to nuke this coffee. You know, 
My thing is, hold on, hold on. Before you go, he said he's mentally unstable because he can't shoot. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm gonna come up with all type of lies to get out of here because I suck. <laughs> I suck. You know, just hey, the, blank, I suck. The comments are popping today. Y'all off the chain. But he said he's a disease, Tasha. Yeah. It's a disease. My thing is, see, certain people don't fit in a certain environment. In that environment, he's messing up. You have a great team there. You have a great a head great coach. team. And you're causing that team to go downhill. They're spiraling downhill because of him. If you have, this goes back to the egos. If you have an ego, you need mm-hmm. to move on. I don't need you on my team. You can go on and right. pack your bags and keep going. We trying to win. We have a great culture. Mm-hmm. We called in Doc Rivers, who's a winning caliber coach, who won yes. championships already. You know what it I mean? He was an upgrade over Brett Brown. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry to say he was a he was under Pops, you know, in San Antonio. <laughs> but he did not translate right as a head coach. Tasha T. Sissel, does this look even worse if you're faking mental health just to avoid getting on the, the, the team bus and oh, playing with yes. your teammates? Look, let me tell you something. Mental illness, having mental illness and having a mental block are two totally different things. He does not have a mental illness. He has a mental block. He has too much pressure on him, which he accepted when everybody was, when he was, you know, they wanted, uh, was it, uh, uh, was it Spidey Mitchell? Who was it between him and being rookie of the, of the year? It was Spider-Man Mitchell. He, he, all of, he wanted all the athletes, but he knew he couldn't perform up to where we in media and even himself accepted and where, where they put him and where he accepted it because it was coming with so much fame. It was giving him mm-hmm. the Kendall Jenner. It was giving him the money. It was putting him out on Front Street. But when he couldn't perform, that is a mental block. That has nothing to do with mental illness. Now, like everyone is saying in the comments, like Marv said, like, like Wayne said, he's faking a mental illness because he cannot perform. I can't respect that. I cannot respect right. and that. Let me, but let me have tell real you. mental health issues exactly. out here. But let, but let me tell you, when Sasha first started competitive cheerleading, she cheered with a very, very good cheerleader. She went on to cheer at Louisville on their competition squad and everything. She stopped, this girl stopped tumbling. I mean, phenomenal tumbling, like Olympic-style tumbling. If you know anything about competitive cheerleading, they tumble like they're in the Olympics. She had a mental block. She didn't have a mental illness. Her parents, I remember they were bringing psychologists into the gym, which at that point, at that time, I thought was a little ridiculous. I mean, she was, she was, she was eight, nine, ten years old. But she finally got over that. That was a block. That wasn't an illness. Now, let me I'm play devil's advocate real quick. When it was a couple of months ago where Simone Biles said that she needed to step away from Olympic competition to take care of her mental health and at least I know the majority of the people rallied to support her and defend her from people who saying that she was soft or that she was just weak because she wasn't going to win the game, whatever. is This isn't a gender thing, is it? Because he's a man, no. he can't use mental no. health. No, 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 because because Kevin Love admitted that he had mental issues. It has nothing to do with him, being, being, okay. with him being a male and her being a female. And you think Simone had already accomplished everything. She huh? lived up to her, to her building. Right. So she was already a, on good status, right? Right. She right. She had it on a leotard. She was already the, the goat. And then you come to find out she had other things going on. She was molested by by that nasty ass uh, Larry Nasser. Yeah. Other I, things I, were going I, on in her mind. 
So you you can't compare those two. Okay, fair I, enough. I had to I had to piggyback on what Tasha just said because Simone Biles, she you know she didn't live with her parents. She lived with her, she was raised by her grandparents, and then also um, our star gymnast here. Um, she was on the same Team USA team mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Simone Biles. They're great friends. I have worked many gymnastic events here at OU, and she went through the same thing. But you know what? She could have went on and won many gold medals because she's considered the GOAT. You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, she just, you know, stepped back and took a step and say, hey, you know what? Is it truly worth going fighting for it? So she did, you know, they did their whole, you know, lawsuit case and everything with, you know, the whole thing that went on. Now she's living life and happy. She's doing what she has to do. She's still here at OU, you know, by the name of Maggie Nichols. She's amazing athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. she could have went on and won the same thing Simone Biles did. But, you know, people handle things differently. And she had to do what was best for her. Simone Biles had to do what was best for her. But, you know, till this day, they're still buddy-buddy. Like Marshawn Lynch, he said, you got to take care of your chicken and you got to take care of your mentals. Yeah. Ben Simmons in a, in a, in a nice little bowl on this, you need your ass whooped. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. When you're a star player somewhere and then you go off to a team where you're playing against people that are way better than you, some people don't know how to take taking a back seat and being a role player. I have seen many people – that were stars at one place and go off and be role players. Like prime example, you got you had Tim Duncan, you had Manny Ginobili and Tony Parker, all great players. Mm-hmm. But Tim Duncan was the number one player in San Antonio, and they both took a back seat. And look, they created the Big Three, and they were successful. You know what? That's a great point because you can look no further than downtown Dallas, right here in our own city, where Kristaps Porzingis was brought in as a free agent to be the franchise player. They drafted Luca the exact same following summer, mm-hmm. and now you're on the back burner. He hadn't been able to recover from that since. And he right. hates Luca. Then they have and all the things on the court. So, so that's not a mental illness that, he, that he's not performing. Right. That's you get your ass it's hate. Right. right. That's hate. Number one is hate. You brought you were yeah. brought in to be the star. I get that. But if you bring someone else in who is better than you, why not work with them if your goal really is to win a championship? I think a lot of these people's goal to get their names out there, to get the followers, right. get likes, to get the endorsements. That's th- this new generation. That's what they're wanting. They're not wanting right. to win. You think about the, the late, late show back in the day, even with the Celtics back in the day, they have all of this, but to name Celtics, you got Dennis Johnson, you got your, uh, what's the one that was smoking the weed? He's calling cheese when he used to um, at, the, at the free throw line. Legend. You got all, even Celtics players who were not in the same limelight, but they wanted to win. They wanted to win. And and Wayne put a nice little ball on this. He says that his handlers let him down by not getting him in the gym and developing a jump shot uh, years ago. There is absolutely no reason on God's green earth that you could be in the league this many years and not have a jump shot. not have a jump shot. Lonzo Ball Came in with Robert no free throw shot and no Thank free throw you. shot. He's worked on both, got his money, and now he's playing well in Chicago. Um, excellent stuff, man. Y'all are bringing it this morning. So let's see how y'all do in the hot picks. Since Brandon's in the middle chair, you start first, sir. We have Baltimore 
versus Cincinnati. Five and one versus four and two. Who are you going with, Brandon? I'll probably have to go with uh, Baltimore. Um, Cincinnati is looking great. Don't get me wrong. Um, if they can have, if Devontae Freeman can step up and play like Devontae Freeman at Florida State and his early on career at um, Atlanta, then I think I can see them making um, getting a win against Cincinnati. And for those who don't know, Devontae Freeman is like the fourth string running back that, that has to step in now because they lost. Um, the, uh, they lost Dobbins, and they just lost last week. Uh, Lamar Murray. They lost Gus Johnson. They they done lost everybody. So they just keep the train rolling. Tasha T. Sizzle. Do they keep the train rolling with a, yet another running back leading the the, the, the charge? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Baltimore for this one too. And that goes uh, going back to Baker Mayfield. Look at Lamar Jackson's whole team is basically pleated. This call call King Joe Joker because our funds have been depleted. But they're still winning. My son so. works. <laughs> Bathers. <laughs> oh, wipers. <laughs> but but Cincinnati is looking really, really, really good. I am surprised that Cincinnati is as good as they are. But Shots I'm going to Joe Burrow on this one. Yep. All right. Wayne is going with Cincinnati. I'm going to go with Baltimore. They make it six in a row. We're going to your hometown. Yeah, I'm saying, but Wayne is going with Cincinnati. Oh, he says okay. this is the week for a letdown. So he says it's going to be an upset this week. So in your neck of the woods, San Francisco on Sunday night take on the Indianapolis Colts. Who gets the win, Miss T. Sizzle? Of course, the 49ers. Yeah, I'm a homer. But this is a type of game that we say this every week a type of game that they can lose. Y'all bet not lose Carson Wentz on no Sunday night. Y'all bet if not. They, on if they TV. against the Colts, you bet not. Let's put it that way. Brandon, who you got? You talking about the bowl of injured quarterbacks? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> oh, that is a caveat. <laughs> you know, you got Carson Wentz. Jimmy G, you know, he was a Patriots um, player, but. We're going to holler to Jimmy. Those, they both stay injured too much. You and know, Trey Bay is in too. So, so I mean, that's a. I, I probably have to go 49ers on that one. You know, because they got Debo Samuel. Um, who is their running back now? They're I like Baltimore. No they idea. only like yeah, six we, or yeah. seventh one. They just put in whoever's whoever's working. Hey, wow. but credit to to Kyle Shanahan. Whoever gets in there, they got lanes to run. Whoever gets in there, they always yeah, run. They got they got a line. But when he I have to go. I have to probably go with 49ers on that one. I'm a Titans fan. You see the logo. Hell no, I'm not picking Indy this week. We need the 49ers to win this because we're probably going to get beat by KC, which we'll get to in just a second. And this week's Boo Boo Bowl. Now, T. Sizzle, I got to give you your props on something that you said last week. We asked who was the most disappointing team in the NFL, and you said Miami. 24 hours later, Miami goes over to London and lose to a winless Jacksonville. Duval? Well, you were right. <laughs> it is Miami. Will they beat the, the hapless Falcons this week in, in this week's Boo Boo Bowl? T. Sizzle, who you got? Uh, Atlanta uh, or Miami? The only, reason, the only reason I'm picking Miami is because I chose them earlier this season. They got to win. They got to win. Come on for Brian Flores. Please, come on. Let's win. All right. Okay, so we got one for Miami. Does, does uh, the Atlanta Falcons get another one and get to, to 500? 
Mr. Brandon. No, I think uh, Miami will take this one. I ain't trusting no team to lose to Jacksonville. So I'm going to have to roll with, with <laughs> Kyle Pitts and them on this one. Um, in the Monday night uh, venture, we have a couple of, uh, of teams that are really in need of a win, the New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks. Mr. Lewis, who you got on the Monday night matchup? Man, see, that's not even a standout matchup anymore. I mean, if it was Drew Brees right. or Wilson, it would be a different story. <laughs> like, you got James Winston and Geno Smith. Great what point. Versus Florida State. So um, you said you were going to catch up on, on, on some other TV on Monday night. Yeah, but I'll probably say um, the Saints to get it done because look what Geno Smith did. He gave the game away. Fumbled. Damn, Gino! Come on, yeah, Gino! We're trying to root for you, bro. Yeah, so on, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take Florida State over West Virginia. Hey, I like that. All right, T. Sizzle, where you going with this one? You know I hate black on black crime because you know I, I you know I, you know I always root for black. You you know I do. I either root for the black coach, whoever has black quarterback. Oh, uh, since oh, I, I think the Saints gonna march on in. I like the Saints coming off a bye as well. Dad, come in Seattle, get it together. And last but certainly not least, can the Tennessee Titans do it again? Can they knock off another Goliath? Last week they knocked off Buffalo. This week Kansas City's and a porous defense comes into town. Yet they have one of the best offenses that we've seen in, in, in the last few years. Can Tennessee pull the upset again, Mr. Lewis? You know, no know, the way NFL is working, it's, it's kind of like college football. You don't even know what to really say about it. But, um, I mean, if Derrick Henry keep playing the way he plays, Tannehill just played lights out and A.J. Oh Brown just Him come up and Julio Jones play, I, I'll probably have to take the Titans for an upset. If you don't have to do that, you always welcome. You got to keep – the key is under the mat. You always got a key to the extra point. I mean, I'm just... Tasha even it out. Watch this. She'll even it out. Watch this. <laughs> so who you got? KC or Tennessee? Like he said, it's that Kansas City offense against that Titans defense, but and then it's vice. But then it's 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 vice versa too, because you know Kansas City doesn't have a defense, but Titans got an offense. So, ooh, and I'm rooting, really rooting for Derrick Henry. To go after and ball out of control. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, shall I just say I'm going for the Titans? What? Don't jinx my team. Now, I'm going with Tennessee because, look, I can't come back over here next week and we beat Kansas City and I didn't pick them. I'm forced to pick Tennessee this week. Um, I do think if you're going against the, the, the 32nd ranked run defense and the 32nd ranked scoring defense, you ought to be able to control the clock. Although, in fairness to Kansas City, they don't need 10 minutes to do a drive down the field. One shot over the top to to, to Hill, and, and we're done. So, but Hill's been quiet. He's my fantasy football. team, and we haven't did much. Right, he has been quiet this year. But we're going to go ahead and go with Tennessee. Now, Mr. Lewis, can you let the fine people out here in, in uh, social media land know where they can find you? For more sports takes on yes, social media um, platforms, you can find me on Facebook, Brandon Lewis. Um, if you can't find me, look under uh, Paul or Tasha's um, Facebook page. Um, no, we'll, we'll have it to where you can post it on your own today. That's on me. That was that was my fault last week. <laughs> All <laughs> right, and then um, Instagram <laughs> underscore B Lewis two K fourteen. 
Um, and then Twitter, uh, B Lewis twenty five ten. I need my tweet tweeters uh, to come and show out for me because mm -hmm. I'm lacking. And I send the information, you know. But um, well, you go ahead that blue check mark. You'll be verified before it's all said and done. Yes, so. sir. Yes, sir. Yes. But that's where you can find me. Toxic, where can they find you in the club? No, the radio version is the morning show. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> the radio version. You, you, can, you can find me oh, on, these mean, on these mean streets <laughs> on Highway oh, 5. No, ladies and gentlemen, the Michigan Wolverines are set to resume their season in less than an hour, so we are going to get on out of here and enjoy a great day of college football. What time does the Sooners play? They play at 11. Oh, so all three of us are about to skedaddle. We will see y'all next week. Thank y'all for joining. Peace.